This is the Sound of Foghorn Podcast. Fiala intercepts again, trying to find the handle on it. He does. He scores! What a play by Fiala! Your number one podcast for the Minnesota Wild. Now proud to select with the ninth pick in the 2020 draft from the Ottawa 67s of the OHL, Marco Rossi. Covering their prospects, the NHL, AHL, news, advanced stats, and much more. And what a save by Talbot! A sprawling glove save by the Minnesota goaltender. Denies Goes to work for the Wild. Centers one. Eriksson Ek with a shot. He scores! Jewel Eriksson Ek. He's the hero. Poked away Kaprizov. In for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill the thrill is for real. And now, here are your hosts. Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyat, and Justin Bach. Hello and welcome in to Sound the Foghorn, part three, or is it, part, yeah, part three, I believe, of uh, yeah. Expanding the Wild, the halfway point, a very special guest with us today that we'll introduce in just a moment. Brett Marshall joined alongside my pals Zeke Boyat and Justin Baki here on a Friday, uh, back to uh, the, the weird day of the week, but kicking off a, uh, a long weekend, fellas, always good to kick off the weekend with a podcast how you doing this evening, my friend Zeke? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Uh, you know, I'm probably not too surprised. I got my uh, my pre-show large dark roast in me, so I'm <laughs> feeling good. Got the got the little jump in me, but yeah, no, I'm happy to happy to be talking to you guys. Awesome, you know. and Justin. What about you, man? I'm good. Uh, I just worked earlier today. A little tired. The kids have been under the weather, and and the youngest one is teething, but we're getting through. And uh, just one more day of work, and I took a little bit of PTO, so uh, just really just. Looking forward to uh, this next series of Expanding the Wild here. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Our guest today is a young Wild fan by the name of Maddie Kegley. Maddie, welcome to the show. We are happy to have you here. I'm glad to be here, too. All right, Maddie. So, you know, you're on Wild Twitter a lot, so I think maybe more people have heard of you than, than you realize. But why don't you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, how, let's start with, um, you know, how you became a hockey fan at such a young age. First of all, how old are you? 14, going to ninth grade. Oh, high, so high school this year? Yep. Are you excited? Kind of, but also at the same time nervous because I don't know what some of the classrooms are. Hey, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you won't be the only one, I can tell you that. But uh, high right. school is an exciting time, so we we're, we're happy to have you on. So why don't you start us off? Because you know, you, I think you you play hockey too, right? Yep. Yeah. So why don't you take us through kind of you know how you got your start in hockey, you know, becoming a hockey player, and then you know eventually how that led to to being a Wild fan. I think when I was like five, I think I was five or six at the time, and my uncle got a Miko jersey. He was the yeah. first player that he was my favorite. So that's how I got that here, and I just started watching the team, and I fell in love with them. Hey, I falling in love with Miko Koivu is one of the best ways to become a Wild fan. So speaking from experience, absolutely. <laughs> that's why my uh, one of the reasons my oldest name is Miko. 
<laughs> lot, lot of Miko love on this podcast. So, when did you start playing hockey, Maddie? And and where are you at now? Are you do you have one more year of like U14s left, or is it high school this year for you? It's my second year of high school, and then I think I started when I was ten. I wasn't really interested in playing hockey at the time, but so that's probably why I got a late start. Mm-hmm. What what got you interested in joining uh, hockey? I think I just was watching the boys and saw how fun it was. And then decided, hey, I can do that. <laughs> so uh, what position do you play or do you kind of play all over the place? Do you have a favorite position? Usually I'm forward, either left wing or right wing. Do you have a, Do you have one that you like better between left or right wing? Probably left wing. Left wing. A lot of goals in the left wing. Yep. <laughs> That's where the offense comes from. And then, uh, yeah, so... I guess kind of uh, let's talk a little more wild. So you've obviously become more of a wild fan as of late, and and, and Miko was your favorite player to start off. Kind of nowadays, who's kind of who's kind of your go-to guy that you cheer for, um, or if if you can't pick one, because I know that's really hard. If you have a couple that you really like watching and cheering for, I really like watching Kirill. He's just really uh, fun, and I, he's really wholesome too. Yes, without a yep. doubt, very much so. <laughs> All right. Are, are there any other players that you maybe really enjoy watching outside of the wild? I like Braden Point. He's just really fun to watch as well. Yeah, he's a he's an all right no, player. It's no Louis Belpedio. No Louis Belpedio though. No. Nope. <laughs> all right, Maddie. So obviously, hockey can be you know it it has different uh, levels of fandom. We're you know of the older millennial. Maybe even Justin, or you're still millennial, technically. I think Zeke, you might even be I Gen think Z. Technically, I'm like uh, on the edge of whatever millennial, whatever the other thing is. I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> We've got them all covered, but Maddie, you're, you're you're the youngest of us here. So, what really brings you in and gets you excited about the Wild in terms of you know what what gets you excited? Where do you get the news for? How do they do a good job of making sure you're excited and you know what's going on with the team? Um, I usually check Twitter a lot. But also, I really like the future of this team with Rossi and Boldy in them. Yeah, you're excited for the prospects, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if there's anyone yep. that's excited about the prospects is you, I guarantee you it's the three the three guys uh, chilling with you here on, uh, here on the podcast. Okay. So, Maddie, what have you noticed kind of as you said you just started hockey a couple years ago going into, into your second year of high school. Have you noticed kind of like a growth at all in the game of girls hockey? And, like, do you have anything that – you know, you feel like got better with girls hockey, like oh, since you started. I think I've really got closer with my teammates, in the sense of they're really supportive, and so are the coaches. That's good. I know when I was growing up playing, a lot of the girls ended up having to play with the boys because there wasn't as many girl leagues. So it's it's really awesome to see the game grow and and girls having their own like girls against girls and. It's something that may affect my life too because I have a two-year-old daughter that seems to follow everything her brother does and, and maybe she'll eventually be <laughs> sitting where you're sitting right now and, and playing left wing for high school or something. What would you say is your favorite let's, – let's start with your favorite hockey playing memory. So like a tournament win, a, a big goal or something like, you know, that, that moment in hockey that really stuck out is something you'll, you'll always remember for the rest of your life. 
I think it was in 2018 at Alexandria. The tournament was just really fun, and so was the memories with the girls. What made that tournament stick out above the other ones? I think we actually won it or something. It'd be long though. Mm-hmm. That always helps. Yeah, and then just like there's nothing. Nothing beats like a good like away hotel tournament. No. Nope. I know, like, when I played youth hockey, like, our big thing was, was like, we like to play knee hockey in the hallways in the hotel rooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are the girls the same way, or do you guys have, like, a little bit different stuff that you do? Is it, you know, are you making TikToks, or, like, like what are you guys doing in the hotel? Like, what's what do you guys do for fun when you're not playing the games? We usually do that, too, and I think that year we also made cotton candy in one of the Ooh. rooms. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we never the, did that. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> definitely not something I ever did. It was always like, all right, what, when are we going to get yelled at by security? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was always, I might age myself a little bit, but it was always knee hockey or uh, playing GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64. Just now you're dating <laughs> yourself, man. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so I know we're talking about, you know, how you know, you've had a lot of fun experiences, you know, on these during these tournaments and playing hockey. And I think, you know, that's the great part about, you know, the game and being on a team is just, you know, the, the memories you make and, and the fun you have. So I guess just my kind of question is, you know, we were Brett, talking about earlier what you like so much about, about hockey and being a fan or whatever. What's like, I don't know, what do you think there are maybe some things that uh, uh, maybe the NHL or just hockey people in general could do to maybe make it more fun or maybe maybe tailor it to more, you know, a new crowd of, uh, towards the kind of the younger people and kids these days like what do you think could make uh, just the game and, and the league just more fun in general i really think that adding a rookie t- slash top prospects cam camp could like lure mm-hmm. fans in because that stuff is really entertaining in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah have you heard about the one that the wild they're going to be doing with the blackhawks i think not this i think it's two weekends yeah, from two this weeks. weekend two, two weeks two weeks from today They'll have a prospect camp. Um, so you're really into, into stuff like that. Um, let's see. I, I had a question, and now I freaking lost it. <laughs> It'll come back to me. <laughs> I should, oh man, I should have wrote the thing down. It was a good one, too. Oh, I remember now. So a big thing the NHL has been trying as of late, um, and we've seen it in like the All Star games and stuff, is they've they've brought in some of like the best women in the world to participate in the skills competitions. I know the the, the women's world's just wrapped up with an overtime Canada over US gold medal game the other day. Do you watch a lot of women's hockey? And if so, like what does it mean to you when you get to see like one of those women up there, like especially like during the All Star game skating with, with the guys? I find it really cool that they've gotten the opportunity to show the world what they actually can do. Since most of the leagues are actually men. Right. So sure. it gives them more up like Yeah, just to see what like they can do and their skill level. Yeah. Put some more respect awesome. on their names. And if you've never watched like a USA Canada women's game, you're seriously missing out. Uh, one of my favorite memories I have from college um, is when Applebee's did like the, do- I think they still do this, like the dollar drinks, like during happy hour or whatever. They had like these Bahama Mamas and it was during the 2016 Sochi Winter Olympics. 
and me and a couple of my roommates went over to Applebee's like, oh yeah, we'll have a, a drink and some half apps. And um, the Bahama Mamas ended up being a little bit better than we thought. And at a dollar, um, we ended up getting, you know, four or five of them and we're feeling pretty good by, <laughs> you know, by the time the third period hit and we had to call one of my buddy's girlfriends and she drives us back to the house to make sure we get home safe. And, you know, we're, we're buzzing pretty good. And we're, I remember we're just watching that gold medal game and it's like 2.30 in the morning on like a Wednesday night or whenever it was. And they went to the shootout and they won. I mean, my buddy were like in, our, in my third floor bedroom, just like screaming and like waking the whole house up. But like that to me still like vividly sticks out as like one of the best nights. And it, and it was watching women's hockey because it was, it was an awesome game. Like the, mm-hmm. the pace, the rivalry. I mean, there was checking penalties. Like they were still yeah. playing physical yeah. and all that stuff. So like that was like those games are awesome. And like the, the skill that some of these women have, I think just it flies so far under the radar. Well, I mean, you know, I think it's this last couple Olympic gold medal games there. Just to talk about those, have been probably two of the better hockey games you could have watched in the past decade. I mean, yeah. So I know, the, I know the first one. It was like two nothing with two and a half minutes left. I think Canada came back and won in overtime. So yeah, no, it's uh, you know they're 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 really good, obviously. But and and you know hopefully, you know hopefully sometime soon they figure out a way to there's a way to come together and have you know one place for everyone where they're all playing and it can actually be, you know, legitimately recognized, you know, more widely than just the, the one small audience where, you know, they, obviously that's the goal is to make it, you know, as popular or more popular just in the same level as all the other leagues, which, you know, we don't, we don't have yet, but I think, you know, I think, cause I see, you know, the ratings when you see for like the Olympics or whatever, they're always really high and, and with their games on Twitch for the NWHL or whatever, who, would get thousands of viewers like uh, there there is interest people do want to watch them so uh and like you mentioned they're just all great players so hopefully uh, they can figure something out here soon and zeke you brought up the nwhl maddie are you a white caps fan at all i was just about to yes, ask that actually we were at that game when they won oh, oh, and nice. I mandy levy called me on the ice to get take a picture with her oh that had to be super cool <laughs> oh, yeah I haven't got a so chance you, to go to oh, – go ahead, Justin. I was going to say I've wanted to, wanted to go to a Whitecaps game, but I've tried to get tickets before, but they were sold out. It just seems like something that's that's pretty difficult, at least in their first season. It was difficult to get tickets. But uh, is there a favorite player on the Whitecaps that you have or maybe someone that you look up to on that team or anything? I, don't really, I like them all. It's a good answer. Just like mm-hmm. the Wild, right? It's hard to pick just <laughs> yeah. one favorite one. Right. Like them all. <laughs> All right. I'm a big numbers guy. I like to hear about people's like favorite <laughs> numbers and all that stuff. Um, mine is it's 92 kind of because um, Miko, of course, is number nine. And then uh, Nino Niederreiter is my second player that I really, really like. And he was 22, but there's no 922. Um, and 29 is a goalie number. So I always kind of like settle in 92 as like kind of my go-to number. Do you have like a favorite number? Um, either like because a player wore it or just because like it's always been a lucky number like a lot of people do like the date like the day of their birth for like their birthday do you have a favorite number like what's your hockey number like why did you choose it well i used to have seven but one of the girls already has that number on the team but one of the reasons i like that number is because paul martin wore it yeah yeah paul martin's a great one so so what do you switch to now 32 but i couldn't really have the option to choose so i mean it's fine well, it's Nicholas yeah. Backstrom, right? Like that's still a right. good, a good wild player. If, <laughs> if you could pick any number, would you go back to seven, or is there a different one you could, you would maybe look at p- picking? Honestly, I would probably choose sixteen because that's number Zooks wore and still does. 
So I know you're a big Jason Zucker fan. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about uh, your love for Jason Zucker. It first started at the Summer Bash in 2015. Where I got to play street hockey with him. Oh, that sounds like it'd be a blast. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> and that's where he first just started connecting. And we've just gotten close from that day. And obviously, I think another connection there, too, might be Jason Zucker, very, very philanthropic with the Give 16 campaign. And you're a bit of a philanthropist yourself. You have your own nonprofit organization. I believe it's called Books Against Bullying. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the name of it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that, what it is, how it got started, and kind of what the mission is that, that you really promote, because I think it's a really cool cause, um, especially for someone at your age to, to go out and have their own, their own nonprofit and, and really look to be making a difference in the world. It actually first got started at the Beauty League, which I saw Paul sign, and I wanted to just help him out. So that's basically how it started. And I chose books because everybody likes to read. So, and also, and it started from having like a book sale in my driveway, which my goal was like something around 100, and I actually got 500 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dollars or how many books that you ended up selling in the end? Money. Dollars. So. That's awesome. Very nice. And how, how is, what has that grown into today? Like what, what kind of events do you do? How can people support Books Against Bullying, get more information on it? Give us a little bit more information in that sense. Our site, we usually go to craft fairs like once a month. Okay. And then the site is booksagainstbullying.org, and then our user on Twitter is booksagainst. Awesome. Well, we always give, uh, we, we tell all of our guests that on Sound the Foghorn, we like to rant and to talk about the wild. So we always like to give our guests the chance. Is there anything specifically wild related that you really want to talk about that you have really strong opinions on? You know, things that you're really excited about that you just want to talk about or discuss with us for a little bit and, and maybe have some ideas you want to bounce off of us. Whatever it might be, uh, we're happy to talk some Minnesota Wild. So is there anything in particular that, that you have on your mind? Actually, I've been, like, really annoyed with the people in the comments about Crow. Yeah, let's talk about those. Yeah, let's do it. Anything? Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. what, what bothers you the most about them? Because I'm sure, I'm sure we can add on to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a number of comments. I'm like... I've seen comments like saying we don't care. Just announce KK ninety seven. Like obviously he'll get signed eventually. See, she gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Take Maddie's advice. Yeah. <laughs> not like, not like these people in the comments going, "All oh, I've ever seen is failure here, and everything's gonna go wrong." It's like just relax. I know. I yeah. agree. It's. Well, the worst, my, my thing is the worst is whenever I hate, you know, going on, getting on guys for being supposedly selfish and trying to make what you're worth. It's like, we all would do that in our same spot if we were, you know, it, it, I know people have a hard time feeling bad for million dollar athletes. And I, I kind of get that, but that is always annoying. It's like, if you, whatever position you're in, you're always trying to get the best situation for yourself in terms of money. So I would ever, so it's, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Matt. It, it's. The, the the ripping is is uh is it's ridiculous to a point. Yeah, I, his agent whatsoever, you can go a different way, but him no. I think I get annoyed by the people that are like, oh, just let him walk or trade him or 
we don't need them type thing. It's like <laughs> not every uh, negotiation is going to go how you want it to. Some are more difficult than mm-hmm. others. And, you know, both sides are stood firm and, and they'll meet in the middle. It just takes time. Like Bill Guerin keeps saying, it just takes time. Yep. I think the people that grind my gears the most, it's not even the wild fans. It'll be like oh the non-wild yeah. fans that come into like the wild's comments or like they, they come in on the, on like the, the, the insiders or the Instagram pages and are like the wild, there's such poverty. They have krill for a year and they can't even keep them. It's like, you guys are so misinformed. It's not even funny. Like, <laughs> and this will be coming, you know, from like, you know, the Vegas yeah. fans are like, Oh, congratulations. Oh, Your team just trades away. Everyone has no respect for players anyway. So, <laughs> And I mean that they're gonna do that when they sign him for nine million, going, oh look at that, I'm overpaying a guy again. It's like don't just the best advice to everyone is just to try not to go in the comments. Yeah, if you can true. not it's, do it at all. It's a dangerous just place for sure. A minefield. So. All right, Maddie, my last kind of conversation here for you before we uh, let you get back to your Friday. Um, I know that you've got a nice – you said, you know, the, your girls' hockey team, you have a good support network too. But from what I can tell, it seems like you've got a good group of friends, some mentors, some older Wild fans, maybe taking you under their wing. They're, they're in group chats with you. Can you just tell us what it means to you to have, like, a, just, like, the, the goodness and the support of the Wild Twitter community and if there's any anyone in particular you want to kind of shout out and thank um, or, or, like, give a shout out to that you look up to and, and want to and wanna thank at all or anything along those lines? I think I know Astra mentioned this last week, right? About the mm-hmm. wild chat yeah. and how yeah. I just had to reply to get invited. I feel like that's made a really big impact because I didn't like see anything going into that. I just wanted to like talk about the wild, mm-hmm. and I made like many friends off of it. Very cool. And if you got a chance to do anything with them, go to any games. I know the pandemic's made things tough, or just like hang out, or you know, just have the you know the funny Snapchats or group chats or things like that. I've actually met with Brooke Aspen and Annie at the Wild game when at the first Wild game, and I got to see Kirill score on that against mm-hmm. Vegas. Oh yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's probably awesome. pretty memorable. Awesome. You're one of the lucky Wild fans who's had the opportunity to see Kirill Kaprizov score a goal in person. I don't think, I don't think he scored either of the ones I went to that I can remember. Zeke, I think he did score at the one you were at. I was at the same game she was at. Yeah, pretty sure he scored the game tying goal the game I went to. Okay, yeah. So I'm the, wow, so I'm the yeah. only one here who hasn't seen Krill score in person. <laughs> I even got my Krill Calder shirt on for this show. I don't I don't have mine on Sweet. today. It's uh, all my Krill shirts. I think they're uh, they're hanging Sweet. in my closet. They are drying. I did laundry today finally. So. so so I have one question for you, Maddie. I know we're trying to wrap up or whatever or whatnot, but yeah. you said you you like paying attention to the prospects and such. Is there one prospect or a couple prospects that are your favorites or that you're really excited about? I'm actually really excited for Marco. I feel like mm-hmm. he'll do a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Do you think – so we had this conversation um, with Elon a couple weeks ago. Um, we debated whether or not we thought Marco Rossi would make the team out of training camp. What do you think? We've all kind of given our opinions, but let, let's get yours. Do you think Marco Rossi makes the team – on day one and plays opening night. I honestly think he'll just start in the AHL and like from three to four games, he'll be up here. 
Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a like a like conditioning stint that they do in like Major League Baseball when you kind of yeah. you, you just got to go get a couple more games under your legs. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, it, it didn't work out for uh, Austria in the Olympics. They didn't make it, um, but it seemed like he was he was playing really really well. So sure. I, I'm with you, yeah. Maddie. As much as I would love to see him up here, I'm with you. I think he'll start in the AHL. Just just knowing what I know about the management group, I just. I want them to play him, but I just my gut says it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. One. Agreed. All right. Is there we're any? Even, oh, go ahead, Justin. Uh, I was just going to say that made me think we're even, you know, seeing that with Kalen Addison and and maybe him starting the AHL too, even though he got uh, a drink of water in the NHL. You just see this management mm-hmm. group try and make these guys prove themselves. Yeah, without a doubt. Maddie, before we let you go, is there anything else you want to hit on? Um, we got to rant about the fans in the comments that can't learn to trust <laughs> the process. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Anything else you want to plug before we let you enjoy your weekend? This was, I think you guys were on this before last season, but I just want to see Nico and Kuro together. Thank you. <laughs> You're like everything you've said, Maddie. You've been so on brand. It's like we should just make you a fourth host at this point. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Miko fan, Krill super fan, Nico fan, Nico Stern fan. Like not even a Nico Stern fan. I get Nico with Kirill. Like, oh, yeah. I mean that we we are tooting that horn all year. So uh, Rossi fan. Yeah, I mean you, you get it. You're yeah. you're the good kind of wild fan. Everyone needs uh, to take yeah. notes from you. <laughs> All right. So, Maddie, why don't you uh, remind everyone again where they can find you on Twitter if they want to follow along with, with all your stuff and all, and then about uh, Books Against Bullying as well. So the Twitter handle is Books Against. And then the website, that's on Twitter. And then the website is booksagainstbullying.org. Perfect. And then what about yourself? At Matt, Maddie Keggs on Twitter and then – my Insta user is MagKegs07. Perfect. And we'll uh, we'll link those uh, down in the description as well. Uh, Zeke, Justin, any any final thoughts quick uh, before we wrap up? Um, I mean, just excited that uh, I think I mentioned it each week, but the prospects are really starting to ramp up. Uh, excited to see who's Nadine up, get his first point in his first uh, game of the season. And, Excited to see, uh, you know, these prospects continue to start their seasons, especially, uh, you know, guy like Wallstead who played insane this preseason, starting four, four games, winning four games, getting two shutouts, and has like a .5 goals against average. So yeah. just excited to see that st- uh, stuff ramp up more. Not too shabby. Zeke? Yeah, well, no, I'm just, you know, just again, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe, but uh, the season's basically just over a month away now. You know, training camp starting in just under three weeks. So... A lot to look forward to here with the season and on this show here in the next few weeks. And, uh, and you know, I know I basically say it every time, but uh, it's getting about time. Hopefully by next week uh, when we have our next guest on, we'll be uh, maybe have to talk about uh, an extension at some point next week too for a certain member of the Wild, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Please just sign it, please. But, yeah. Yeah, f- fingers crossed. And we are really excited. I will tease ever so slightly um, our next two guests that we're bringing on uh, these next two weeks mm-hmm. here are international guests, so they are fans from outside uh, North America even that are going to come on um, that are huge Wild fans um, that we're really pumped to have on. I won't say anything more. Um, you can do your guessing, but um, we'll, we'll reveal that next Thursday. But I can tell you 
Uh, the guest is extremely excited, our one for next week, um, <laughs> to come on and talk about the Wild. Um, they are as passionate as fan as, as out there. And Maddie, thank you again for jumping on today, giving your insight uh, on what it means to be a young hockey fan and a, and, and a female hockey fan, and, and what the growth has looked like for you, and, and what really what you really love about the game, and and how we can continue to to grow hockey, you know, both for the men and and for the women. Because I think we've we've taken good steps, and I think you know a fan like yourself is a, is a great example. So uh, Zeke, Justin, where can uh, where can we find you? Well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at uh, ZBWildNation underscore HW. And then you can uh, find me at uh, my written work at HockeyWilderness.com. Justin? Uh, I just want to say thanks to Maddie. And then you yep. can find me at DEast2004. You can find me at CapriceovC with the Caprizov Countdown. You can find me at MNW Prospects with Wild Prospects and Young Players. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Marsh 92. Be sure you are following the podcast account as well at Sound the Foghorn, all one word, both on Twitter and Instagram. As mentioned, uh, Expanding the Wild continues next week with an international guest that we're very excited to have on. We thank Maddie for jumping on with us today. And we hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable Labor Day weekend. And until next week, this has been another episode of Sound the Foghorn.